You're listening to Preaching Source, a ministry of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary's School of Preaching. I'm your host, Professor Barry McCarty. Our guest on Preaching Source today is Michael Ditway, who is the founding publisher and editor of Preaching Magazine. He's also the founding dean of the New College of Christian Studies and professor of Christian ministry at Anderson University in Anderson, South Carolina. Uh, we are delighted to have you here today, Dr. Didway. Welcome to Preaching Source. Well, thanks so much, Barry. Appreciate it. Good. Well, let me begin by asking you about a, a work, a book that you are currently working on in the area of biblical application. That every preacher I know, uh, they want to do good exegesis, they want to do good do structure, but the sermon really lives or dies on application. Uh, talk to us a bit about uh, some of the jewels that you're mining out on uh, your research on biblical application. Well, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate that question because I really do think this is a critical area, and I th- the challenge is it's probably the hardest area for preachers. Uh, we can pull out the commentaries, we can do the exegetical work, uh, we can even find uh, good illustrations as we go along, but it's, it's hard work to take that text and move from text to application, and, so, uh, and yet it's so critical. Uh, the, uh, the, what I'm, the work I'm uh, developing right now uh, is really putting an emphasis on the fact that exposition is application, that if we really want to do exposition of the text, that essentially at the heart of exposition is the application of the text. And, uh, you know, obviously, as we do exposition, we want to explain the text, make sure people understand what it is. We, illustration is a part of that, helping them to, to visualize the meaning of that text in their own minds. But at the very core of what we are called to do is to help people take that, those biblical principles from the text and apply them to real-life situations in their own lives. And, so, and yet, I think that's one of the areas that, uh, that gets neglected too often. It's, there are too many sermons that spend uh, 80 to 90 percent of the sermon explaining the text and essentially tipping the hat to application at the end. And our people uh, leave. Uh, in fact, if you, if you had the average sermon and you had a survey taker in the fo- church foyer as people were leaving and asked one question, what do you think you should do as a result of this sermon? I'm afraid that many of our people would shake their heads and shrug their shoulders and say, I have no idea. And so when that happens, we failed as preachers because our task is to proclaim the Word of God and help people understand how to put that Word uh, into practice in their own lives. And so I think it's really uh, an essential, uh, and it's one of those areas that we've got to work at more and um, be able to develop our skills in this area of application. Well, I, I know a lot of preachers, and I would be among them, will be uh, really eager to see that book when it comes out. As the founding editor of Preaching Magazine, you've covered the field of preaching for a number of years. Uh, what shifts have you seen in preaching over the last few decades? Well, I, I'm an optimist. I really believe there is more good preaching going on now than uh, perhaps at any point in history. Uh, There are more uh, pastors out there who have solid training uh, and who have been uh, more effectively equipped for the preaching task. Now, that doesn't mean that all the preaching we're having uh, going on is great. 
Uh, obviously, it's not. But I think there's some wonderful preachers. I think the technology that's available to us now, things like being able to watch on the Internet, uh, watch the great preaching of others, giving us an, ac- an opportunity to access models uh, and to be able to see how others are doing it, uh, is a, a great tool. Something like uh, this podcast, uh, that uh, people are able to access tools and resources to help them. Uh, I just think that's such a positive thing. Now, there, there are still challenges, obviously, and we have a long way to go, and uh, we won't hear the greatest preaching until we're sitting around the throne in glory. But, uh, and, and we can all look forward to that. But uh, uh, in the meantime, I, I think there is a lot of good things happening. I, one of the things that em- encourages me is the increasing commitment to exposition on the part of pastors. Uh, even whether or not we do it well, I think it's a good thing that people want to be expositors. They want to do exposition. And then our task as those who educate, as those who uh, try to equip and train, is to help them learn to do that more effectively. Mm. Dr. Didway, you wrote your doctoral dissertation on Henry Ward Beecher and the political pulpit, and uh, uh, this podcast may be listened to beyond November of 2016, but as we are recording it, we are about three weeks out from a presidential election, well, election of the Congress and everyone. And we're all praying that that will hurry up and come <laughs> by, <laughs> come and go. So uh, do, uh, while we're currently in an election cycle, what, what advice would you give preachers uh, for dealing with life when you're in an election cycle, and uh, this would be good advice not just for the fall of 2016, but probably throughout a person's ministry. And and to what extent or at all should pe- preachers ever engage in politics from the pulpit? Well, as you noted, I, uh, I did my dissertation on Henry Ward Beecher, who, uh, for, although many pastors today don't really know that name, uh, he was the most widely known American preacher uh, in the, uh, the middle of the 19th century. And uh, he was a prominent figure, had a, uh, carved out a real role in the public square. Uh, and um, the, the work I did was on his use of the pulpit to try to achieve political and social change uh, in a variety of areas, anti-slavery and labor issues and things like that. Um, I think he, uh, he was an example of what has happened in much of American, the history of American preaching, with uh, pastors trying to speak to moral issues, uh, values issues in the lives of their congregation. I think it's important for us to do that. I think it's important for us to stand for biblical values as we preach. And, and frankly, that's some of the application we talked about. You know, hits at that level. How do you take some of these biblical principles and put them into practice as citizens? of a democratic uh, nation as, as we are. Uh, at the same time, I think there's a line we have to be very careful not to go over. Uh, I think it's a, it, uh, the danger is politics loves to try to absorb religion. You know, the political forces will always try to use the church. And when that happens, the church is rarely the one that wins. And so we have to be very careful that we don't become tools of political forces out there. I think it's a da- there's a danger for us to, when we try to get into endorsing candidates and things like that, but I think it's very important that we, uh, that we carve out biblical perspectives and, uh, and help our people understand what does Scripture say to these kind of issues that we're dealing with uh, in the 
in the political world. Dr. Didway, as the, the editor of Preaching Magazine, and, and also you have written and edited a number of works on preaching and contemporary preaching, uh, is there a resource or, or any, you know, two or three resources that, that you have seen uh, that you could really recommend to preachers right now to improve their preaching? Well, of course, I'd be, I, I would be fired if I didn't refer you to Preaching.com <laughs> and Preaching Magazine. Obviously, that's uh, an area I work in, and I actually do a weekly email newsletter for pastors. It goes to about 40,000 pastors, and that you know that's at Preaching.com. People can sign up for that and receive it. I think uh, resources like the PreachingSource.com uh, are uh, is great new resources that are coming online. It's hard, Frankly, it's hard to keep up with all of the resources that are coming out now. There's some great books uh, that are done. There, of course, those, there are those classic books like uh, Haddon Robinson, Biblical Preaching, Brian Chapel, Christ-Centered Preaching, a variety of those kind of uh, materials that are out there. But there are constantly new things coming along. I mean, as, as editor of uh, a preaching magazine and just trying to keep up with just doing book reviews, uh, we don't have enough space to cover all the books just on preaching that are coming out. Uh, and so I'm again. I'm an optimist in that area. I I appreciate the fact that um, uh, there are great opportunities. Uh, if if we're not constantly learning about preaching, it's our own fault, because the resources are there. Well, for those of you in our our preaching source uh, audience, uh, the website is preaching dot com. Uh, lots of resources that you can access from there, including uh, Dr. Didway's. Uh, uh, email newsletter, and his last name is spelled D-U-D-U-I-T, uh, but pronounced Didway, and you can find him there. And also, uh, if you do not currently subscribe to Preaching Magazine, he is correct. There are lots of book reviews and articles. Uh, it's a great source for preachers to keep up with the best of what's being written about preaching these days. So, Dr. Didway, thank you so much for being with us here on Preaching Source today. Well, thanks, thanks so much. It's been my honor.